What's happening, family? Welcome to the faction right here on Bonafide Radio. You're probably used to Gerard Bonner opening the show, but you're stuck with me, Courtney Beard, on the faction. But I am not by myself. I have my boy James White with me. What's up, jerks? How y'all doing? Oh, wait a minute. What? 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 Wait, yeah. what? What's up, jerks? Well, I can't call them jerks. You're, you're that. Your opening line is, you have to get the people to love you, fam. Listen, you can't just come out calling people names. Only hit dogs holler, Courtney. So if you, only if you, hit. If you're not a jerk, you're not offended. <laughs> oh, this show is starting out. They left the two most offensive people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there may not even be a show when they come back. That's right. Let's burn. Turn it down. Yes, we do we it. gonna offend every. You know they get so mad at me when I say we have the dumbest fans on earth. Jerks. In, yes. Jerks. Okay. So so we we just going on. Well, welcome to today's show. There is no GB to save you. Mm-mm. There is no Brandon Clack to save you. No. You are stuck with Courtney and James White today, and it's yes. gonna be a show. James, what's going on? How was your weekend, fam? Um, weekend was very good. I was very close to breaking all of my youngest son's toes. Oh, his to- um, wait, his toes. All of the toes. That means yeah. his wrestling career, his basketball career, all, all of, that. of that. Just gone, huh? Yes. I was going to break the second and fourth toe on each of his feet. That presents a little bit of a problem. It you would. can't chase. You can't chase nobody. You can't chase no shorties. You no. can't chase nobody. No, that, that's the point. You, oh, you're getting oh, oh, what, yes. Oh, oh, yes. oh, okay. Oh, yes. oh, okay, yeah. Chasing shorties is a problem. Yes, okay. so break, <laughs> break toes. That's what I was going to do. But but, but listen here, man. You, I mean, it's kind of your fault, though. You 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 got him on video. He doing the video podcast with you. Mm-hmm. He, You know, he up there talking real strong about basketball. Mm-hmm. The masses are looking. And mm-hmm. where the masses are, the shorties are. Yeah. But it's kind of is your fault. On the but what they don't see on the camera are his toes. And so <laughs> I, I figured I, I can break he, those and we can still do the show. There he, we go. And he, he's still seated through the whole thing. Yeah. You just can't see his feet. So you're just trying to teach him principles. Basically. And in, in, a, in a painful way that he would never forget. James, do, do, do you think, though, that, that this is part two, though? Like, is this a little bit of James White a la 9190? Well, my parents do. So, oh. so yeah, are they? So, they're know, laughing at you, probably. Basically, they're enjoying the entire thing. Yeah. So, so, so that's yeah. the real. That's the fam. That's the real tension. Is that you got to make a decision, but you also have an audience. Pretty much. <laughs> <clears throat> Pretty much. Yes. Uh, yeah. I feel like Vince right now. This. I, I feel like Vince McMahon right now. Yeah. Well, the seed of your loins <laughs> has really messed up. <laughs> Vince is getting to the point where his eyes and his skin are the same color. I don't know if you noticed that and that. Yeah, 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 man. Vince, Vince, Vince is getting to that age. Yeah. Well, I'm worried we're gonna lose him on live TV one night. Yeah, well, yeah he, he's, <laughs> he, yeah, he's, and that, and that may not. I'm not gonna say. Well, 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 well he ain't here. You, that may not be a bad thing. Listen, you know, Vince is all. Vince and Flair both are all for dying in the ring. Like Vince it's is gonna like, happen. This will be great ratings, and Flair feels like, why give me a funeral when I can go in the squared circle? Flair's going to cut a promo on 205 Live 
and pass out <laughs> in the middle of the ring. And that's literally going to be it. And that's I feel like be it. Red Fox went on a TV show yeah. yelling, this is really the big one. And nobody yeah. was. Flair, I remember when he had the fake heart attack stroke on WCW. Right. And, and I, I, I said, I th- to this day, I think it's. I think it was still real. And they just tried to cover it up. But man, that thing had me stunned as a kid. But this time when Flair goes in the middle of the ring, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's cheated death a few times. It's it's amazing. Well, you know, uh, he just he, he just went in and had some type of a surgery done. And, you know, they, man, they hit, let, listen to me. GB and Clack had Flair in the grave last week. They thought okay. he was getting up out of here. I said, Flair is going to keep on ticking. Space Mountain just went in for a real. Ric Flair is the black box of professional wrestling. That, listen, that, that, that's what he is. He's the plane would crash, but he will still be here. And, Flair, yeah. For it reaches to the highest space mountain is what. Wow, that's says. That, that's a scary way of, of. I'll never hear that song again. The same. You'll never hear, you. the, hear the same again. Yeah. I thanks. Also, I also told him that he's probably listening to Kurt Clark for every space mountain. <laughs> you bought me over. <laughs> He was listening to Torrin Wells and, and, and yeah, anyway. Um, so, so man, I, I will say this. I will say this, though. Um, he will die either in the ring or in Space Mountain, but he will die a happy man. But he's going out on his terms. He's going out on his own terms. <laughs> there, there will be a smile on his face. He's going to say woo before he takes his last breath. Oh, oh, gonna be he, we, we just don't know which frequency the woo shall be at because <laughs> that will determine which way he went. Oh, GB, you're not here to save him today. No. <laughs> you're not. You're stuck with us, people. Don't you touch that down, fat boy, Claire would say. Man, my weekend was good, brother. I was in Philadelphia. Nice. Uh you know, the city of brotherly love. I actually went down to Vineland, New Jersey, which shout out Vineland. It was a great weekend. We were there uh, with Israel and New Breed, and it was really Ooh. dope. Uh, but Philly was great. I, I literally had a hotel room that I slept in for two hours. So I was then I sat on the runway at DFW for four hours because oh, we were great. stuck in and I, DFW is just good for canceling your flight. I was literally on the flight and they said it's canceled. Wow. Like I was sitting on the plane. <laughs> now I know how the WCW workers felt when they showed oh, up to wrestle and found out you're fired. Oh man. That's that's tough for me. You know that's it, tough for me because I'm a WCW guy. It, and you know and this is the first time that the faction has been powered by WCW. And we don't mean women crush Wednesday. No, we no. mean world championship wrestling. And it's about time, Courtney. It's about time. You know, it, we'll, 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 we'll get to some of that. But first, here's the thing that we got to do. And, you know, I'm getting adjusted to this thing of what we really have to do. GB sent me all kind of notes. I'm throwing those out the water because <laughs> this is the faction powered by WCW. There so we go. we're going to do it like this. We will talk. Welcome to episode 166 of the faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We will talk Ashley Massaro and also other celebrity deaths that happen in wrestling and around wrestling. We will definitely talk WWE Raw, SmackDown, and it's Double or Nothing Weekend. But before we do, it's Velveteen Dream song, Velveteen by CFO. You're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. This is Caprice Coleman, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's right, the man with the style, the grace, the shape, and the face. 
Support Bonafide Radio, the faction. Keep it on, baby. Velveteen Dream. Team.
faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction, you unwashed masses. This is the Texas Roadhouse edition of the faction. You were just listening to the sounds of the Velveteen Dream. It's theme song oh, yeah. by CFO. But you are here with James White and Courtney Beard. We brought it to Texas on the faction today. And you can't do anything about it. This is the I-10 version of the faction. Let's do it. We have literally jumped from Houston to San Antonio. This is the Whataburger taco breakfast eating version <laughs> the faction, boy. This is the WrestleMania 25 HBK Undertaker <laughs> faction. We're we the most unlikely duo to do the show today. Yeah. But so, it's good. It's oh, good. It's good. It's good. Yes. Let's, let's jump into this. Uh, we had a, a, a death in wrestling. A uh, young former WWE wrestler, Ashley Massaro, last week died. It just came out via the Suffolk County uh, uh, coroners that it is believed via TMZ that it was an apparent suicide. And you and I have been longtime wrestling fans. Uh, I think in the early 80s when guys committed suicide, we really didn't know. Mm -hmm. In the 90s, we kind of may have been privy to a little something. But here in 2019, we're more aware of how a wrestler a wrestler dies. Did you remember Ashley Massaro? And also, what are your thoughts on this growing epidemic of suicide, not just in wrestling, but in celebrity world? I do remember Ashley Massaro. She's actually close to our age. Yeah. And um, my memories of her, I always thought of her of being, because, you know, wrestling went through that uh diva age and i don't know if there's a better way to call it where the female wrestlers outside of a chosen few were not known for their wrestling yeah um, very true you know they were there for the vivid pleasure of horny white men yeah and that's just basically what it was and ashley never looked comfortable in that role yeah always seemed like she wanted to prove herself as an athlete or she actually wanted to take wrestling seriously she did not want to be known for bra and panties. And so even when she was put in those bra and panties situations, she never looked comfortable. I remember watching her on, on WrestleMania 23. And if you can go back to that, when they had their whole diva segment, this, that, and other, it seemed like she really wanted to evolve as a character and it was she was not allowed to do so as much as she wanted to. And that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. Um, I read some things that were posted about her uh, lawsuit to the WWE, and I don't know if you read about those things or not. Um, that's very chilling. If it's proven to be true what she wrote before her death, if that's wow. true, that is damaging. I'll tag you in it later. Um, I don't want to speak on it right here on the show like this with GB not being here. Uh, but if it's true what she wrote concerning the WWE and the way they treated her specifically on the USO trip or uh, a show for the truth that they did. If that's true, what she said, and that could be corroborated by certain people that she named, that's going to look ugly for the WWE going forward. So um, it's sad, man. And it, it, it's, it's terrible. I think, I think people need to understand that these folks are putting their lives on the line, their mental space on the line. And I think the companies that they work for need to take that into greater consideration of what they're doing. 
Man, one of the things that we have to admit in the wrestling world is that there was a season where it was barbaric and it wasn't too long ago. Mm-hmm. It is just within the last five years where we have really recognized what you can and cannot do in an office space. Yeah. I would say it has been quietly known for 15 years, but we absolutely know standing here today. And I don't think there's anything wrong with WWE coming out and saying we had a chaotic and a barbaric barbaric fraternity house style of doing business up mm-hmm. until years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What that would prove is that they are evolving with the times. Yeah, was it wrong then? Yeah, it was wrong then, but there was no one to chaperone and to hold you accountable for how wrong and everybody just rolled with the punches. And those days are gone because now after you've rolled with the punches, people are saying those punches actually left scars. It's like they say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Man, words will hurt you more than those sticks and stones. Yeah. Yeah. Those words will scar you. So when I look back over YouTube at some of her matches, I'm with you. I think had she come up in this era where they were actually looking for women to compete, compete at an athletic place, I think she really would have found her niche. But she came during that Divas era, as you said, where they were just simply eye candy. And the unfortunate part about that, too, is except for a chosen few like Stephanie. And even even if you look at how Stephanie was pimped out during yeah. 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, I mean, it's a wonder that she has a respectable name now because, I mean, she has some very trashy roles. Bro, those, seriously. Like, really? I mean, are you, so it, if you think about it, if Vince sees his daughter this way, he's certainly not going to value anybody else. And there's only like a few like Trish that fought through it and got through it, but even Trish had to go through a slut phase there yeah. as well. And I mean, there's some other eye candy that didn't mind being treated that way. They liked it because that's who they were. Yeah. And they saw it, you know, as their advancement. They didn't bring anything else to the table. But she seemed like one that want, that was trying to fight for respect there. And like I said, man, it's it's terrible. It's terrible it's, the it's, way it's they damaging. treated women back then. And they have to own up. And everybody who's a part of it needs to own up to that. Now, I, I think it, it may be better now than it was then. I think women are viewed in a different light. I also don't think the women that are there now, um, let's just say there were more eye candy back then than <laughs> it is now. You know, but at the same time, the way they treated women and the way women, I mean, that was, they were in a boys locker room basically right, right. back then. And right. um, everybody can respond to that well. And, and th- 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 things that she's alleging, dealing with some drug use, dealing with uh, 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 being offered as a gift. I'll say that mm. to someone uh, for their birthday. She, her saying that she was very mentally conscious but physically unable to move that stuff is damaging man especially on the yeah. heels of uh john oliver's report during wrestlemania weekend so yeah. you know we're and, and here's the thing don't hear what we're not saying we're not saying those things are true we're saying that's what she said yeah. and if what she says is a true depiction and account 
WWE finds himself in a hard place to deal with. And speaking of that, this is tough, too, because this weekend is AEW's Double or Nothing. Double mm-hmm. or Nothing is crashing into Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, and the boys are not playing. James friggin' White. What's up? WWE finally has competition. Yeah, they do. The son, the grandson of a plumber is taking the show on the road. What are your thoughts about AEW's Double or Nothing? Let's talk about this. What have you thought about their road leading up to this? Well, I thought they played it for the most part very smartly and very dumb at the same time. Very, very true. I think it's smart for them to create this space for themselves. I think wrestling is better when there's more than one outlet, more than one American-based outlet. It is hard for the American fan base who really support wrestling more so than any other country. I don't care what anybody says. We put more money into wrestling than anybody. Agreed. And when the WWE is its only entity that can really see itself, it's not good. They don't see New Japan as competition because New Japan doesn't have any household names in America. Right. At all. They don't see right. it as competition. Back when WCW was popping, oh, competition was real. Vince was sweating every week. Every okay. week. every Even before the big boom of the WWE. I mean, of WCW. Even before Hulk Hogan came over there, he was still sweating because Sting still had a name. Um, you, you guys can leave out of their contract and still go over. You still had Rick Rude. You still had Stunning Steve Austin. You still had Vader. So even though they were number two, they were still the wrestling program to watch yep. all through the 80s and all through the 90s. Then when they got money coming in there and big time names, the game switched. It but switched. He, and he hasn't sweated since. He hasn't sweated since he bought the company and bought out ECW. He hasn't had a reason to. Even with the good wrestling that they do in New Japan, no household names. Yep. And 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 the G6 show, the G1 show that just happened during WrestleMania weekend proves that. Like, it doesn't even matter. They can't hold a candle to the WWE, but now you got a company that possibly could because they got the money to back it up and the talent that people want to watch and they're right here in America. It's going to be interesting. I don't know if they have a sustainable model, Courtney. I don't know if they have a sustainable model to get through because you're giving guys who have no business experience executive vice president roles <laughs> okay this is this is kevin nash all over again and so uh, <laughs> like I, I i don't mind seeing kenny omega russell i don't know about his business acumen and selling t-shirts and doing a video is not enough to run a wrestling company you better have some long-term planning in mind you you need to be able to know how to work the business um bet and, and it remains to be seen i have no doubt they'll put on a great show this week though so for you, is this like when Jay-Z became president of Def Jam between 05 and 07? Essentially. Okay. This is, this, this is like Magic Johnson getting a talk show. Like, Oh, um, man, Magic. I remember that show. You remember that mess, the Magic Hour? I yeah. remember that. And, hey, y'all, uh, this what Magic, we gonna have? Magic, Magic Johnson. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome to my hour. So what we going to do here is right. uh, we got some <laughs> guests, but before that, we're gonna take a commercial and then the guests gonna come up. Right. And then and 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 tonight we're gonna talk basketball. No, basketball. we don't need it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Magic. So yeah. so it, it, it's so funny that, that we alluded to, to, to Jay-Z because Cody is running the show. 
And what I was telling somebody while traveling, we were talking wrestling, is that it's one thing to put on an event, it's another thing to put on weekly programming. Yeah. Just because your uncle, uh, your uncle Jimmy Lewis funny does not mean he should be a comedian. Exactly. He may be a comic, but he's not a comedian. <laughs> right. Right. A comic tells funny jokes. A comedian makes things funny. It yeah. And it's so, gonna be interesting to see will he take the Jeff Jarrett model? Well, the best thing that they did is they hired uh Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. When they hired JR, JR is old enough to slow them down to tell an elongated story, then vomit it quickly in two to three weeks. I and, hope. and that's and so essentially they've gone from being what they what people have called a t-shirt company. Is what they've been calling them. Oh, this is a glorified T-shirt company. They can sell merch, but can they put butts in the seat? Well, they proved it all in. They can put butts in the seat. But now they're proving at double or nothing, not only can they do it again, but we can also leverage this and hedge this into a weekly programming show. They got money out the yin-yang, as we say. (laughs) Money out the wazoo. Yeah. But But can they put it to good use? Because here's the thing we know about the Khan family. They're business people. They're not going to waste money. Now, I will say this. GB tells us that the guys in Atlanta are the ones filming the stuff for the double or nothing uh, events happening on YouTube. They have done a great job yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of, of modeling this. They've even mimicked the fire festival. They've had some <laughs> great shoots. They've done a lot of tremendous things. I even love the fact that you only see Cody in suits now. Yeah. Yeah, people taking them serious. Uh, uh, you, I was watching a, a podcast the other day, and the podcast simply said this: the moment that Chris Jericho signed up with All Elite was the moment that Vince took them serious. Because Bully Ray said this: that Chris Jericho is the only non-WWE groomed athlete to come from WCW to get his just due. I believe that too. I believe that to be true. Yes. And yes. Chris Jericho said it's because, one, I came over before the wars actually started. And number two, I just never took any mess because I knew I could make money in New Japan. And not only that, his brilliance, his brilliant wrestling mind, the WWE is still benefiting from it right now. Oh, yeah. By far. By far. I don't the, think the, they- the whole pay-per-view that we just watched was a match that was the brainchild of Chris Jericho. Yep. And that is money in the bank. Yep. He has contributed so many things to that company. And this, to me, this is his greatest legacy. Chris Jericho's greatest legacy to me was getting Kofi Kingston to fend for himself. Yep, that, that, I, I, I totally agree. I totally he, he, he was able to break those walls that happened, that, that the culture that was there at the WWE in the locker room and, and the other politics that went on. He broke through a lot of that, and that's why I think he's so valuable to to all elite. Not just because of the name, but because he understands good business. He was there doing the, the car rake that was WCW at the end. You know, oh, yeah. he, he he saw that nonsense, so he he understands. Hey, we can't have a repeat of the NWO situation. We can't have another Bischoff and Hogan situation here. We got to do this the right way, and so I'm confident that they'll be careful in that. I just don't know if they have a plan for 2020 and 2021 and 2022. To develop yeah. other guys. That's the thing with All Elite right now. It is not can you be successful within the first year. 
every, you, you you can tell when a recording artist is going to put out one good album. Mm-hmm. But can you give us a good sophomore album? Yeah. That's the tale. Can you do it again? Yeah. And All Elite, that is the thing. I'm certain this weekend you guys are going to burn the house down. Now, GB told us, and it's funny, he's not even here. We're mentioning his name, <laughs> that he went on Groupon and found tickets to this weekend's Double or Nothing. Yeah. Which means that, is it sold out or did somebody buy a whole lot and hold them for the last minute? Does this matter to you if they held them to the last minute? Do you consider that still sold out? I do. I mean, a sale is a sale no matter who got it. So, you know, I don't I don't care who bought it or what you do with it afterwards if you if you got it from me. So I'm good on that. I think this weekend is already done. That, that work is already done. It's a matter of people showing up to do their job and being healthy. That is already set. The key for them is going to be October. October. And, and what do you do after it's on television on a weekly basis? What are you what are you gonna do when somebody sees Sonny Kiss on TV for the first time? And you know, what are you Yeah, gonna, man. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? You know, how are you gonna deal with these things and what is your plan for it? You can put yep. Kenny Omega in the ring with Chris Jericho and that'll be fine. All right. Who's going to be your next plan for major superstars? Like WCW, they were smart enough to understand, okay, this NWO thing is only going to last for a while. We need some more names here. So they they developed a Goldberg. Um, they gave the green light to DDP as a main event guy. You're going to need, need more people than what they have right now if you're going head-to-head with that giant. You know, when, when, when people say that WCW never made anybody, why do they always just go to Goldberg and nobody ever brings up DDP? DDP was a manager. DDP Until was, later yes. on in his life, DDP is one of the greatest phenoms to ever happen to professional wrestling when he reinvented himself as a wrestler late in his life. And when Hulk Hogan said, I needed to draw money in 1998, who did he choose to feud with? He Diamond said, Dallas I need Ray. to go to Diamond. D- Remember, DDP got Carl Malone in the ring, who wasn't bad in the ring. Wasn't bad at all. You know, wasn't you, bad at all. Dennis yeah. Rodman could take a decent bump. Yeah, he's a horrible person, but I mean, but Carl Malone is not bad in that ring. But think about this: it was sold so well that Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman started telling their story in the finals of the NBA. Yep, <laughs> they started telling their story then. They're like, "Oh, this is money, family." Yeah, listen, and 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 that was a period that that bash at the beach '98. I dare people to go back and watch that and say they didn't enjoy it. That was a great pay per view. That was a really, I mean, listen. Uh, Carl Malone was written. He looked in wrestling shape too. Absolutely. Do you remember Carl Malone driving his sixteen wheeler to the uh, to to Nitro? And I then, do remember that, brother. They had the the, the helicopter view following him in. Man, yeah. could, that's what. And so when I think about AEW, they're going to have to be that creative, but they're also going to have their their finger on the on the pulse of the culture. What can they show us that we haven't seen? That's the big question. Right what, now, what? I can't think of anything that that I can think of, but I can tell you that I'm excited for whatever they're going to do. I'm excited too. I'm, I'm not saying it from a pessimistic point of view. I wanted to succeed because I believe that the WWE needs that fire underneath their behind. Like, oh yeah, Vince is better. You know, Vince is better when he's pressed. Absolutely, because now you got to hear people and not just hear your own brain, which is what he's doing right now. Uh, but if it starts to happen like I think it is going to happen, and they start that momentum and maintain it and call and do something to cause it to rise, and if they get one more star, 
One I more. Mean, That's one. all they need. And, and 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 if it's true that old brother Ambrose is coming over there, business is picking up. Well, you can't. You can no longer refer to him as Dean Ambrose because that was his. I, I, his, I, I, I do. I do yeah, that, that was his slave name. I, yeah, I, you can't, I, I do. can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> this brother like Prince, he didn't he didn't roll slave on his face. John Moxley, I'm sorry. John Moxley. And so here's the thing. We'll, we'll, we'll go to break with this. Uh what we're looking forward to, uh, don't forget at this pay-per-view, you have Jungle Boy, who's the son of the uh of Luke Perry from 9021, who just recently passed. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be in the 21-man casino battle royal. You also have Brian Pillman Jr. Who we're looking forward to seeing. Mm. Old school Billy Gunn is going to be in this. Sean Spears is in the 21-man casino battle royal for an AEW World Championship match. Don't forget also that night, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. Okay. SoCal Uncensored, which is Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. And Scorpio Sky versus Strong Hearts. You also have the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, which is going to be my... They Love are going to tear the oh, house yes down oh yeah and we have that night cody versus dustin which dustin recently said in the podcast that they told better matches non-pay-per-views than they did at pay-per-views so they're going to burn the house down and then we have kenny omega versus chris jericho that night and also somebody got replaced in the match and we'll see if brother moxley actually Mm. shows up before mm. we go to the next thing, we're going to get down with some Celtic Invasion by Becky Lynch, her theme song by CFO. You're listening to The Faction Modified on Bonafide Radio. Keep it locked right here. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into The Faction.
faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Texas Roadhouse edition of the faction. You just heard from Becky Lynch and her theme song, Celtic Invasion. And speaking of Celtic Invasion, I just want to remind any Celtics fans that the Bucks bounced all out of the playoffs, <laughs> and it was a beautiful thing to watch. All right. <laughs> As Sorry. a resident Laker fan on this show, that's right. Happier. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. And don't you start pointing at my little glass house I live in over in LA. Yes, we're throwing rocks, but we're throwing them at each other. We will be back. I'm not worried about Trust we and will believe. Be back. Thank we you. will be back. I mm. think the Lakers still have some of the smartest alumni that you'll ever find. Now, I got a drag in my spirit for Magic Johnson, but this is not the show for that. We're going to keep going for wrestling. But yeah. I will, 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 oh, we'll talk later. Oh, Brother Magic, where thine was number one, I think you just gave away your seat mm-hmm. to the Mamba, who has been plotting this move since he came in the league. Well, well, this is he will not he will not be preferred to as Urban. Let's keep it that way. Uh oh. So, well, let's let's go here. This past weekend was Money <laughs> in the Bank 2019, as James said earlier, the brainchild of one Christopher Jerome Jericho Y2J. Mm-hmm. And he was the lead thinker on Money in the Bank. But let's get back to how this thing shook out. It was a long pay-per-view. The Usos defeated Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Bailey defeated Carmella, Dana Brooks, Ember Moon, Mandy Rhodes, Naomi, and Talia, and Nikki Cross. Ray Mysterio defeated Samoa Joe. Shane McMahon defeated The Miz, escaping the cage. Tony Nese defeated Davari for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Becky Lynch defeated Lacey Evans by submission to keep the Raw Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair then defeated Becky Lynch for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. But then Bayley cashed in and in 20 seconds Mm -hmm. became the new WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Roman Reigns defeated Elias. Seth Rollins defeated AJ Styles to keep his Universal Championship. Kofi Kingston defeated KO to remain the WWE Champion. And Brock Lesnar snuck in mm. at the last minute mm. after 19 minutes of pandemonium to win the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. James White, what did you think about Money in the Bank? Ooh, ah, uh, ah. <clears throat> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was watching Money in the Bank while I was watching the NBA playoffs at the same time. And so. Yeah, and so I was way more into the NBA playoffs than I was Money in the Bank. I will say this. There were actually a couple of good matches and good moments during Money in the Bank. Yeah. There actually was. I I do want to just, just throw this out there. AJ Styles is the best in-ring wrestler, at least American wrestler by generation. AJ Styles and Seth Rollins had a great match. Yeah. It was a fantastic match, and it was a waste of both of their time. I don't think that the WWE actually values AJ Styles. Right. I think I think they have AJ Styles because he was American making noise in New Japan, and they just signed him away from New Japan. And they re-signed him and keep him away from AEW. But I don't think they really value that guy. That match should have been the main event of SummerSlam. Yep. 
it, that was a that was a big four main event match, and they wrestled that way. They wrestled like it was. But why are we doing this feud right now? There's no reason. Now Seth Rollins beats AJ Styles clean, a great match, and we understand the trajectory of it. I get it. Seth Rollins is the guy. I understand that. But why is he why is he beating him clean? There's no need now for there to be a rematch. There's no need for a feud. It was basically a one-off. And you're gonna take two of your best wrestlers in the company and do a one-off with them? Yeah, man, I I I thought that this match is better served if it were, and this is normally not me, if it were a triple threat match and yeah. you save the two for SummerSlam. Yeah. How easy would that have been to put like a Drew McIntyre in, in the triple threat? Yeah, very true. You know, or Roman Reigns in the triple threat. We know Roman Reigns isn't going to be a champ um, until Fox gets the, the SmackDown deal. Um, and, and that starts airing in September because that's when you need your money, guy. He, with the belt, he, I, under, I understand. He that. may get the belt week one of television. Exactly. I mean, I'm so I, I get that, but why waste a main event level guy and basically have him do the honors for a guy, and you have nothing else to go for? Yeah. Like it makes it made no sense. And there were so many things during that pay per view that made no sense. Why is the Usos in a pre show wrestling the SmackDown Tag Team Champions? In a non-title match, and, and and not just that, the SmackDown champion who was just the champion, who was just the champion, and the Usos are on Raw, on Raw, and I will tell you this: any doggone day, Rowan needs to be back with his Wyatt family crew fighting the Usos. Let's be clear about this: the Bludgeon Brothers were a great idea, and they were smacking folks. Before they got injured. Yep. Why didn't you just bring them back? What is that? <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. What, what's the point of They have no idea what to do with Luke Harper. Luke Harper wanted to get out. And so instead of letting him out, they signed him to an extension and <laughs> not using him. Like, what, what, WWE no is giving money away right now. They're giving Nothing money away. Just, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. What are you doing with the talent that you have? Why so, in the world are you having and notice you didn't have an intercontinental match, all right? So you have him in the in in the Money in the Bank for the World Championship match, but you had a U.S. title match, and then a U.S. title match there was a squash. Uh, Samoa Joe's shoulders. First of all, he has no shoulders. He just has huge <laughs> arms that are connected to a collarbone, right? <laughs> the man has pork butt for shoulders, and. <laughs> <laughs> And there's no way little bitty Ray Mysterio can pin him down under any circumstance. Like, that's, that's right. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He Agreed. can his whole body on him. And there's no way he's going to be able to pin him down. But it's, both of his shoulders were clearly up, and you still counted the three. Like, none of this makes sense, even though none they do the slow-mo replay. Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Dude, and so, so here's, I was, I was watching the NBA, and my phone starts blowing up. Because I'm not watching the pay-per-view in real time because it just wasn't worth my time. And I see Brock Lesnar. Mm. What did you think when Brock Lesnar came out? Okay, so here's, here's the problem once again. I have a WWE. And the fans were actually telling them, even though they were in Connecticut, they still had intelligent fans. Because I don't know if there's any intelligent people in Connecticut. But the fans seem intelligent on this no, particular show. Complete idiots in Connecticut. Complete idiots. Doofuses. All right, so... Um, so... Sami Zayn was supposed 
to be in the original Money in the Bank match, right? We go to backstage and Sami Zayn is going to Triple H, who was his boss. But I thought Shane was his boss. Right. Anyway, there's so many bosses around there. That's like the Lakers. All right, so, <laughs> so Sami Zayn is asking for protection for Triple H um, from Braun Strowman. And Triple H says, well, Braun Strowman is banned from the building. So it's so you're okay. Just go out and do your thing. Later on, so they have a match. I forgot who wrestles. I think it was the women or something. And Bailey wins. And it's okay. It's okay. All right. So we come back. And all of a sudden, we go backstage. And Sammy's hung upside down. Somebody hung Sammy upside down. Right. So, the, so, the, so we don't know who did it. Sammy's not saying it. And Sammy never said who did it either. Like, right. you think you would know who hung you upside down. If you're awake and you're hanging upside down, you probably right. say something. <laughs> Makes no sense. So we don't know who hung him upside down. Okay. And so they're thinking it's Braun Strowman who did it. So they kicked Braun Strowman out of the building, even though he was already kicked out of the building. That makes sense, Triple H. All right. So so they told him to leave. And, and so Braun Strowman left. Waste of talent again. Now you wasted Braun Strowman. So we get to the match. There's only seven guys going in. Ali's climbing up the uh, up the, uh, the the ladder to get the championship. I'm thinking to myself, there's no way in the world Ali's winning money in the bank. Somebody's coming out here. And lo and behold, the music hits, and it's Blockhead Lesnar. Fan- who, dis- who destroyed a cameraman first? Very much so. Like, legitimately hurt the guy. And and from what I understand, Ali got a little bump as well. He's a fragile guy. And so... So we have no understanding as to why or how Brock Lesnar is even allowed in this match, let alone winning money in the bank. And okay, so we go to what? I, I, I would guarantee. I would guarantee you that a week prior, Brock Lesnar was not the answer to that match. I can guarantee you thirty minutes prior to the show starting, they flew Just, him in last minute and said, "We need you here. Send I the believe- jet." I believe that whole show was written as it went along. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, now, as a WCW yeah. fan, I know WCW stuff when I when I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know last minute rewrites when I see it. <laughs> Listen here, and so I, I I totally agree. I don't think that Brock was the was the answer, but but that that leads me to Monday. I got to get into Monday. To I feel like to put the bow on this thing with 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 Brock Lesnar. So I'm gonna get into get into this report really quick. WWE Raw was live from Times Union Center in Albany, New York, and things picked up quickly when Brock Lesnar came out with his advocate Paul Heyman, and he had his Money in the Bank briefcase to confront Seth Rollins, and Kofi Kingston came out, and Brock let him know you boys are on notice. Braun Strowman defeated Sami Zayn. The Lucha House Party attacked Lars Sullivan. Cesaro defeated Ricochet. Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon agreed to face each other at WWE Super Showdown. The Revival defeated the Usos. Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross defeated WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Iconics, and Lacey Evans. Mick Foley, where they drag him from, introduced mm. a new 24-7 championship. Titus O'Neil, the first black man ever to win the 24-7 championship, only to have a second black man win. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Three champions in one night. Titus O'Neil, Robert Roode, and then Drew McIntyre defeated the men's, and Archer defeated Robert Roode to become the new 24-7 champion. And the Universal Champion Seth Rollins and WWE Champion Kofi Kingston defeated Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin in a no-DQ match. But then Brock Lesnar came out and confronted both 
men. Now, normally, I would let you start, James White. But no, I'm no. going to say this. Yes. I am not a huge Brock Lesnar fan. But if Brock Lesnar keeps coming out and holding that money in the bank suitcase to his ear like it's a boombox <laughs> and swaying back and forth and pointing to it and smiling, fam, I can get down with that, yo. I can get down with that. When I went from hating Brock to say, now that's pretty cool, Brock. That, yeah. that, 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 that feels all right now. Yeah. That, all right. If he keeps doing, did, now, did Brock not look refreshed? He looked great. He looked like he was he actually... Looked, he, he was happy to be there. Like, invested in the product. And that lets me know one thing. That check is pretty nice. Woo! That, that check that he got is pretty nice. Now, we're not going to see him next week. But um, that check that he got... That, 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 that briefcase hit a little harder when that check attached to it. <laughs> I guarantee it. I yeah. loved every bit of Brock Lesnar being out there, and I normally don't like it. Listen, I get it. I totally get it. And if I was in Brock Lesnar's position, I'd be doing the same thing. Hey, I don't be traveling here week to week. You need me more than I need you. And so I'm also 41 going on 42. I don't need to be doing all of this stuff on a week to week basis. Let me know when it's money time and I'm showing up. I actually get that. And, Listen. and, and, he picks the product up. Mm-mm-mm. He actually picks the product up. Well, he you really hear did. that music. He really you did. You hear that music, and you got him on those segments. That's how you use a main event guy. My Wait. problem with the Wait. WWE is they don't know how to develop another one. Where is Brandon Jerome Clack when you need him? Because we're here talking about his boy, and I don't even know. Has Clack even ever been on the show with you, James White? Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with Clack. And Clack claims like he like respects me or whatever, but every time I'm here, he's not here. And I don't know what the problem is. And I, I need to find that out. I need the faction fans to go ahead and start atting Brandon J. Clack, who's in the Bahamas this week. Mm. Uh, we all know that GB is on baby duty because baby Bonner could be here any moment, well, well, which is why he's not here. But, but he uh, can do this show from the Bahamas. I, you I, can do the show. I've been to the hub. They got Wi-Fi. They got Wi-Fi. You're over they there standing yeah. in Atlantis on the 17th floor overlooking, uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. different animals that are exotic. You could have tuned into the show and been here for the homie James White. Everybody over there in the Bahamas thinking he's Vin Diesel. He's not Vin Diesel. That's Brandon Clack. That's Brandon J. Clack over there signing autographs and mess looking what? like an old NBA player. <laughs> Look like Richard Jefferson. Yeah, over there. Who are you? Oh, man, I'm an analyst on ESPN. <laughs> but he loves Brock Lesnar. And let me yeah. tell you something. Brock did his job on Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Brock came out. Now, I, th this may sound beneath you, but I would love to see Brock with that 24-7 title. To me, you know what? And, and this is fun. I, at first, first of all, the belt looks like they went to a diner and um, they grabbed <laughs> a, a one of the... <laughs> One of the records off of a diner. Those gold records are on the wall uh -huh. in the diner. Yeah. And and they took Bra uh, Braun Strowman's Saudi Arabia belt that he got. Oh, I remember that belt. That yeah. So it's a combo, a combo of both of those. That is one cheesy looking belt, man. It's terrible. I, but the, I, the idea is great because now you got a locker room full of talent that you won't release. But now they get a chance to at least do something worthwhile. They can we don't want to see him. On TV. Yeah, we don't want to see him in the ring. 
in a match, no one wants to see Jinder Mahal versus Apollo Crews doing a 15-minute match. We don't want to watch yeah. that, okay? Yeah. But, if, but if they're backstage, you know, in a two-minute fight for a pin for a belt, I can take that. It's the best use of your talent. They need to bring Raw down to two hours and have these run-ins. It was one of the best things about the Hardcore Championship when they did it years ago. Yeah. And and our truth is the perfect guy to do this. He's the His, perfect guy. He's comedic. He's old school. He can wrestle. He understands camera. Oh my! He 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 is a gold mine. They slapped this old rusty WBC boxing title on him. And he looks great. <laughs> This is a Roberto Duran belt they got. Oh, yeah, and he dug this thing up. Hey, y'all got any more of them belts over there at WBC? What's <laughs> up? Like, rolling over in his grave. They took that man's belt out of his house. Listen. 24-7 on it. Man, and, and I love, I, at first, I thought it was cheesy. But then when I saw how they used it, I said, this is great. You get a yep. chance to see guys who normally wouldn't get a chance to actually get a chance. And I love the idea of 24-7. And don't be shocked if Carmella ends up with this belt. Carmella can end up with the belt. Don't be shocked if this is a way of them introducing you to NXT wrestlers. Yep. This gives 205 dudes something to do. Um, I mean, it utilizes the roster. And then it, it increases morale because nobody wants to just sit around. I don't care unless you're just filthy rich. No one wants to sit around and do nothing. And do not, especially when you got to fly there every week. Exactly. Yeah. Who, who have to fly there and they literally get suited up every week and they don't go on camera. Do you know how embarrassing it is for Titus O'Neill? This man is trying to trying to date Yolanda Adams. He's trying to show her <laughs> that he's got his own money. He's out there dressed up for nothing. And he has nothing to do. I'm so happy for that relationship when he was the first one to win. It's like, oh, this is significant. Uh, yes. He's Titus. got significant. The very yeah, first ever 24-7 champion. Yes. You, you didn't marry bro. He's got worth. Look at him. He's historic. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> he, he ain't, my man ain't even get a chance to bring the belt home. Nope. <laughs> no. He, 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 he had the belt all in four seconds. Okay, he's not even the longest reigning champ, man. That's oh, terrible. my gosh. But he was I the first, Yolanda. He, I'm sorry. He, he was he the first. first. He is go. the first. <laughs> and you know you you're in Houston with her, so I'm sure you'll get a chance to tell her, "Hey, your man, very first champion ever. Can't be robbed of that." Like, yeah, she got to be proud of that. You know, got to be proud of it. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think that the whole raw product, I thought it was still not, uh, it still had no continuity to it. But I think with Brock, and I feel like with the 24/7 championship, I feel like we actually had a little bit of something to look forward to. Man, it's too long. It's it too, is too long. It's still way too long. It's too long. And this is the wrong season for you to be too long because they're going right up against the NBA Finals, you know, and it's just way more compelling. It's, which they're no giving gonna, us that heat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so and no one's going right to you need You need to have, I mean, there was a time when they had The Rock and Stone Cold at the same time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, this is hot fire. And you watched because you never knew what was going to happen in any of those segments. And they used those guys to build other stars in the company. You know, build a, a, a Triple H, to build a, a, a Chris Jericho, a Kurt Angle. They used those guys off of those two. The WWE needs more personality. They've got great talent there. Yeah. But they have not invested well in the personalities to make it great again. 
for me, one of the things that they're the struggling about boxing, and shout out Deontay Wilder with the first round knockout. Oh, God. Is that right now in boxing, you have so many heavyweight titles that it's really tough to see who the man is. So you have to go by the eye test because mm -hmm. there's no single belt to say you are the actual heavyweight champion right now. So you have so many belts that, that can make you a champion when it comes to boxing. And I think every time that I see Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston on the same show, it is convoluted to me. Mm -hmm. It's convoluted. Mm -hmm. Who's mm -hmm. the real champion? Who's the best in the business? Boxing mm -hmm. has WPA, WBC, IBF, WBO. We want one unified champion in boxing, and we need to figure out what we're going to do if they're going to keep showing up on each other's show then it has to be one champion. Well, they don't show up on each other's show because Seth doesn't show up on SmackDown. Oh, 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 oh. You notice that? You, you just dropped the hammer. Just saying. You so, just dropped the hammer. You know, I know, I, know, I know they want Seth to be that guy, but I don't turn into Raw to see Seth Rollins. He's a great talent, don't get me wrong. He's, he's a fantastic wrestler, great talent. But I don't turn in the raw to see Seth Rollins. But did you hear that pop that happened when oh, Kofi yeah. showed up? Kofi, Kofi is, uh, uh, and I'm going to say this, and we, we got to run the break. Kofi is the new common man. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling him Dusty. I'm not saying he's the American <laughs> dream, but he definitely is a dream come true. Mm -hmm. Kofi Kingston is the new common man. We got to go to a break on this one. And we're going to go with what? Common Man Boogie by Dusty Rose theme song by CFO. You'll listen to the faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it on. <laughs> hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn. And you're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla. He's just a common man.
faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back, you imbeciles. This is ah. James White and Courtney Beard. We brought the faction to Texas and we took it over. Come on. <laughs> it's the Whataburger, the Taco Cabana, the Jim's Restaurant Edition. That's right. <laughs> hey, man, when you come down back to Houston, I got to take you to Torchy's Tacos. Brother, we got Torchy's here, fam. Okay. Torchy's is nothing but the truth. Speaking of the truth, we got to get into the, the SmackDown recap. Oh, give it to the us. SmackDown was brought to you live from the Dunkin' Donut Center. I don't. Um, I don't know. Listen, I'm, I'm all for companies taking over buildings, but I couldn't wrestle comfortably in a place called Dunkin' Donut Center. Can, can you imagine but, if you won the belt in the Dunkin' for the rest of your life? You're the dude. Where'd you win the belt at? At the Dunkin' Donuts Arena. This it, it, okay. It's better than the Smoothie King Center. But oh, I know that's story. right. What got yeah. to be worse? <laughs> but speaking of. Donuts, yeah, donuts and pancakes galore. We got a big E sighting uh, at SmackDown. They told the man to get off of Twitter because he was flaming on Twitter too hard. So <laughs> they brought him out with his bad knee. First, they brought out a fake uh, fake Big E. I don't know the point of that. Then they brought out the real Big E. But that walking back party was crashed by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then Sami Zayn was rudely greeted by, by the New Day, setting up a match later. Ali defeated Andrade, and which was a great match, but you know, WWE doesn't like great matches. We like nonsense. And speaking of the nonsense, we got a sighting of our truth our 24 7 champion, who was trying to disguise himself by putting on a wig like Carmella. It's great. So <laughs> Carmella comes out to the ring, and she wrestles Mandy Rose, and it ends with a 24 7 championship chase of our truth. Everybody's after this man, and in it just like America, you have all these. White people chasing this black man. Oh, anyway, God. um, Kofi Kingston <laughs> defeated Sami Zayn, and then we had a surprise appearance by Dolph Ziggler. Ooh. Dolph came through and put his hands on Kofi in a great way. They would carry Kofi out on the stretcher, and then they had that hero moment. Kofi wanted to walk out on his own recognizance, so he shook himself off the stretcher, him and his terrible chest, and they walked off. <laughs> he walked off into the back. And his own strength, because I'm a man, <laughs> dog on it. All right. <laughs> Becky Lynch and Bailey. Yes, the, the the Raw Women's Champion and the SmackDown Women's Champion were a tag team, and they defeated the lovely blondes of Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. And then Bailey and, and Becky had a couple of words, but they really didn't have too many words because they're friends. All right. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler came back and explained his shocking attack in Kofi Kingston, saying, That should be me. It should Hilarious. be me. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, go back to acting school. Dolph, they'll wrestle at the Super Show down for the WWE Championship. And show ends by Roman Reigns defeating Elias, but not too many moments. Afterwards, he got dropped by Drew McIntyre. What were your thoughts of SmackDown, Courtney? Well, first off, I thought it was brilliant that they brought, up, they brought Big E back. Even though he could not actually perform, they said, let's get you in here. Let's get you back in front of the people. Let's get a big pop. And then the injury. I thought, I, listen, that New Day, to me, uh, the, 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 their brain works like Triple H and those guys doing the Attitude Era when they're telling Vince, hey, this is what you should do. Yeah. And I think somebody's listening to the New Day. Bring Big E back. Let's get this pop going. And then he gets re-injured. He never has to get in the ring. That night, he gets injured backstage. I thought it was brilliant, man. 
Yeah. I think that I think Sami Zayn is on to something. To me, SmackDown felt really brilliant the whole night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn talking on the double mic thing, he should keep it. <laughs> that was actually brilliant. People would know. Uh, uh, what, what, what was the little singing thing that the, that the new day did? The nothing, nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, man, yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Then you yeah. can't go wrong with Ali and Andrade fighting. You can't go wrong with that at all. Then you have uh, listen. Thank you, Jim Ross. Uh-oh. If it were not for Jim Ross, we would not have Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown right now. Wow. Jim Ross broke the news that WWE is paying a man $500,000 to not show up on the streets. Mm. It didn't take long for the world to figure out that $500,000 man is Dolph Ziggler. Mm. And they said, we better put people on TV because the world knows we're holding them hostage. That's terrible. God forbid... Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and John Moxley show up outside of our arena in a tank saying, let Dolph go. Mm-hmm. So we better put Dolph to work. Yeah, and there you have <laughs> And Dolph Ziggler showed up, and he showed up in a fashion in which we want to see him, and he attacked him. But oh, we can't not deny the brilliance of a Paul Heyman to show up with the bat and say, hey, yeah. right now will be a great time. See, Paul Heyman <laughs> can tease that Brock is there and Brock doesn't even have to be there. Yeah, exactly. And what a way, if, Dolph, if, if Paul Heyman starts managing Dolph Ziggler, oh my Lord, help us. Here's the thing, man. Like, the opportunities are there. And it's almost like we keep repeating this week after week because yep. we look at the talent. We can see the wonderful things you can do with the talent that is there at WWE. Why does it take the threat of AEW to get you to actually do something creative with your own talent? Yep. That makes no sense to me. Like, just dig into your guys. When During the Monday Night Wars, what they did was they dug into their own guys and made themselves great. But you wouldn't have had that interest in Edge and Christian. You wouldn't have that interest in the Dudley Boys. You wouldn't have that interest in, in Chris Benoit as a major player like that had it not been for those things. But they invested in their own talent. Yep. Why don't you do it now? You've do got it now. a killer roster. Listen, I can watch Ali and Andrade wrestle for no storyline. I can mute the television and oh, yeah. watch those boys wrestle for the rest of 2019. Yep. That's some tremendous talent right there. You've still got Aleister Black. you still got Oh, my God, you've got Ricochet. You've got AJ Styles. You've got Samoa Joe. You've got the Usos. You've got Cesaro. You've got big-time talent in this company. And you've got a platform that you can do something great with them, and the fans want you to do it. They keep showing up. They want you to do something great with it. Why don't you do it for, like, like have an actual plan in place and not wait till your cover's blown by another company to actually say, hey, we got a real talent in Dolph Ziggler. Because you know what happens? If Dolph Ziggler ever found his way to AEW, and you got Dolph and Omega. Wow. Wow. And so you know that's money. You know they're and you know that down there waiting. You know you got a pro they can put a product together. 
Utilize your guys and don't worry about the threat. Utilize the guys because they're good and they're worth utilizing. Well, Vince has been lazy because because he could be lazy. That's mm. the truth be told. Vince has been lazy and doing what he wants to do, and now there is a threat on the horizon. Yeah. And now they act like they want to try to do something. Now they act like they actually want to care. Now they act like they want to use their talent. And Dolph has been sitting at home, and we've known that Dolph has been sitting at home. He's been sitting at home, twiddling his thumbs, doing uh, co comedian dates as he's been picking things up. But guess what, though? July 22nd and July 23rd are coming because July 22nd, SmackDown is in Estero, Florida. And on July, uh, I'm sorry, July 22nd, uh, Raw is in Tampa, Florida. And July mm. 23rd, SmackDown is in Miami, Florida. And you better hope them boys mm. don't show up in a tank mm. and be who you used to be. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Business will pick up. That, I mean, they 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 got at it though. I mean, you got in SmackDown itself is just a better produced show than Raw. All the it really is. It really is. It felt so fresh last night from top to bottom. I mean, it 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 was just a very good show. The way that they took out Biggie, the way they took out Kofi Kingston. Uh, I, I just thought it was great. This Roman Reigns versus Elias thing, I mean, I guess it'll keep going. I'm not certain how I feel about Shane as a competitor every week getting involved. Uh, Shane needs to be the leader of a faction. Okay? No well, pun intended. Hey, give us a faction. And I think we're building towards that. I think with McIntyre being one of his henchmen and Eli and this is just the wrong use for Elias. This is not the best space to use Elias. Elias needs to be trolling the audience and that be his thing. He is he does not seem in sorts with how they're using him with Shane. He doesn't need a Shane. He can talk for himself. Like he doesn't need that character to be in this particular corner. He doesn't need to be that henchman type. We need to see just Elias showing up in the middle of the ring with a guitar, trolling the crowd, calling them jerks like we do here on the fan, calling them <laughs> wash masses. That's what he needs to do. That's his strength. We don't need him to do anything else. But McIntyre being in Shane McMahon's faction and a returning AOP, maybe, to be in there. And you form this dominant group that you can't do anything about because they've got the power. They've got the muscle and he has the power. Having something like that would be really cool. Listen. And, and for crying out loud, finally give us Roman Reigns and the Usos in a faction, and I want to see them settle scores for what their fathers didn't get. Listen, the bloodline would be money. The oh, bloodline. And, and bring Nia and Tamina, and, 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 and Tamina. they all make a pact. Listen, we're going to get what's rightfully ours. You could even fake some other people in that in that situation. You, can, you really you could. <laughs> I'd buy it. Fake, yeah, even though R-Truth into the bloodline. Yeah. Make Samoa Joe on that joint, man. Make them a heel stable. That that would be cash. Brother, and, so that, and you really could rock that all the way to WrestleMania and have The Rock come out. Oh. Either for or against. Yeah. An awesome Samoan section at WrestleMania. All those that have gone before that never got mad, please. This thing could be something. And then do a haka chant at the end. Yo. Yeah. Yo, Especially with, the, with, with, with the Rock's new movie coming out. Yeah. So it is a shame 
that The Rock knew in Hollywood that there was money in the bloodline before Vince McMahon would recognize it. And he has a weekly programming show. Yeah. Bless his heart. Okay, let me ask you this question. This is out of the blue. We never talked about this. I wanna, I'm going to put you on the spot. A friend of mine in our, in our beloved group, uh, wrestling friend group, uh, Suplex City, brought this up. His name is Jarrell Allen. He brought this up. If you could put a faction like the Dangerous Alliance back together again. Oh, my Lord. And Paul Heyman is the leader, of course. Who would you put in a Paul Heyman-led faction today? Oh, do, do I have to have the same amount of people? No. As, as no. uh No, because they it, had like it, seven. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a ton of them. If I actually had a Paul Heyman-led faction right now, I would possibly start it with uh, the revival would be in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would probably have. Uh, this sounds crazy. I would have. Uh, 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 what, what's what, what, what's what's my man? Uh, I, I can't think of his name. They came from NXT. They used to be an Impact. He just cut all his hair, and they broke EC3? that. EC uh, three. I'd probably have an EC three in there. So I'd have the revival. I'd have EC three. I would actually have like a Braun Strowman in there, mm. and I would have a Robert Roode. Okay. And I okay. think that that crew right there would murder everything moving. Robert Roode would be in in the heavyweight title contention. Braun Strowman would be the muscle. I'd have him around that United States, uh, that Intercontinental. I'd have the revival like Tully and Arn holding down that uh that uh tag team division and i'd probably even throw a woman in there and Absolutely. i wouldn't have a problem going with lacey evans mm. 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 you can really get away with some stuff i need you need a woman in there because medusa was in there in, in the dangerous alliance um before and the dangerous alliance was interesting because you had rick rude you had and stunning Steve Austin, you had Arn Anderson, you had Bobby Eaton, Larry Sabisco. Great group, right? Right. Huge group. You had some guys who could speak for themselves and some guys that you didn't necessarily want to speak. And yeah. so I'm looking at a combination. You had power in Rick Rule. You had wrestling technicians in there. You had tag teams set up. And so I'm thinking, and then of course you had the woman in and in, in Medusa who could, who was a top and, wrestler. And, and let, let me say this: many people don't realize this. Stone Cold was a doggone good tag team wrestler. Absolutely, he actually was a good doggone tag team wrestler. And you could the thing that they had, you could put it with Stone Cold and Bobby Eaton. You could have Bobby Eaton, Larry Sabisco, Larry Sabisco, because he was older that age. He was he wasn't looking to be in singles competition. Larry Sabisco, Arn Anderson. Right. You really, I mean, the only guy who wasn't technically a, a, a uh, a tag team guru was Rick Rude. Yeah, and he was your heavyweight championship level guy. And so, with me thinking that way, this is how I would put this is who I would put in the group. I love the revival in there. Um, I wouldn't put Robert Rude in there only because you'd have the Rick Rude comparisons and Robert Rude does not hold a candle to Rick Rude. That's very um, true. But I would have the revival there. I would put Cesaro back with him. Wow. I will put Cesaro I like back that. with him. I like that move. And then I got two other names that may shock you. I'll put Bobby Lashley with him. 
and AJ Styles. AJ Styles? AJ Styles. AJ Styles with Paul Heyman? Absolutely. I would All right. A, a heel AJ. Now you got two guys that you can, you can interchange in a championship situation. You've got an intercontinental level guys and Lashley and and uh and Cesaro. You've got a killer tag team. And I love Lacey Evans being in there as well. Dude, that could or if she comes back, Sasha Banks. If Sasha comes back, do you think she's coming back? I honestly don't know. I don't know how well she stacked her paper. Um, I don't know her contract situation, but it looks like she's she's well along living life away from WWE. And you know what? For her mental space, given the, what we how we started the show off with Ashley Mazzaro, let her take all the time she needs if she's allowed yeah. to. And and, and we, we we really don't know. We've we've talked a lot of mess. We really don't know what she's dealing with, what she's walking through, and what she's really encountered. And at this point. We as fans just got to be unselfish and wait and see. And and that's because they don't owe us their their lives, man. They don't. They don't. You know, we'll find somebody else to entertain us, and we will. You know, and so, I mean, the, the world's not stopping because she's not there. She has to take care of herself. And so whatever to. else is going on there, and then I, don't, I love it when independent contractors stand up for themselves because that's what these wrestlers are. They're independent contractors. And so, you know, nothing's guaranteed. You don't have insurance that's guaranteed, you know, and if something happens to you, they'll drop you in the drop of a hat. Look out for yourself. So, hope she does it. And don't forget she has cousin Snoop teaching her the way because of how he was done by death row. Yeah, there you go. And you so, know, Snoop said that he didn't start making money. Master P showed him how to make money. And and he's absolutely right. And so, you got to diversify yourself. And so, what else did she offer life other than wrestling? You know, well, I mean, that's what, that's what Coke what he's doing you, you, you get what i'm saying there's so many other people forget back even wcw days rick flair and sting those guys had they were owning gyms yep um rick steiner had restaurant chains you know they were diversifying themselves they weren't just depending on their wrestling money you 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 have to and that's why i think brock lesnar even though brock will never have to work another day in his life if brock can find a way to monetize that little thing you did treating the briefcase like a boombox and he can come up with a little bobblehead holding a thing like that see? brock's gonna make a lot of money because people need to see this side of brock lesnar mm -hmm. he's a and goofy I think, dude i think that right there is good for business before we go james white double or nothing weekend cody and the bucks are all in the Khan family's all in. It's live from Las Vegas, Nevada. They've gone to the MGM Grand Garden Arena. I won't make you call the whole card, but I will ask you about a few matches. Here okay. we go. Who do you think wins a 21-man casino battle royal for a shot at the AEW World Championship match? Uh, and don't forget Glacier's in there. <laughs> well, definitely not Glacier. Um, it would be great to see Brian Pillman son win that. I like Brian Pillman Jr. I really do. So, um, you know, I would love to see Brian Pillman son win that whole thing. And let, let's say what, what the more obvious that people may know. Uh, who do you have when you have this match of the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers for the A AAA World Tag Team Championships? We're all winners for that. Um, that We're all winners. Going to be dumb, but I think for the continuity of it, you got to put it on on Pentagon and, and Phoenix, right? Yep, absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm totally going with that right there. 
Who do you have when it comes to Cody versus Dustin? Uh, makes no sense for Dustin to win this match. It's got to be Cody. But, man, they're going to try to burn the place down. And that would be great. And then there would be tears shed. But Cody's got to win this match. <laughs> brother, what a match it shall be. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you have for Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho? This would be fun. They're going to try for a five-star. Um, you think so? They're going to try for a five-star. Because you got to have that match that puts the, the business on the map. You've got to have that match. And I, and they're going to do it. They're going to really do it. I believe for the credibility of the company, Kenny Omega has to win this match. He has but, to win it. But don't be surprised that after he wins this match, he's confronted by somebody else. So they're going to have a great match and a great moment. Well, here's what we know up to the minute that Page versus Pac has been canceled there's reportedly an injury, but behind the scenes, people are saying there is difficulty with American visa and passport. We don't really know if that's true, but that's what people are reporting. Can't get into the country to wrestle. So yeah, right after now, Paige flew over to uh, uh, where Pac is, and they did the match already, and they, and they taped. It's supposed to be showing, I think, showing the night, or it already showed um, online. So that's how they did that. But and so it's, a sh it's really a shame that they couldn't get it. Also, breaking news, they're saying that Moxley has not signed with AEW yet, though he's uh, probably going to sign, but they're not expecting him at double or nothing. Also reported, Dave Meltzer says that WWE Raw was extremely disorganized and there were a lot mm. of changes in the show. James White, you called that earlier. Thank you very much. And I don't hate to agree with Dave Meltzer. But um, I, we said it earlier, it smelled very Bischoff-y, and, and, <laughs> and there it was. Uh, they're saying that Elias is going to take a back seat to Drew McIntyre. They're also saying Ray Mysterio <laughs> has been spotted in Birmingham. I was just in Birmingham. Shout out Van Moody, Pastor Van Moody. I yeah. was just in Birmingham. Ray Mysterio spotted there. You know what happens when a wrestler goes to Birmingham. Uh, it is not to live. It's simply to get surgery and to leave. Then they're also reporting that they're changing the third hour look of Raw to have a distinct look. I got an idea. Cancel the third hour. That would be That'll great. That'll be a whole new look to it. Yeah, distinctly play Chrisley Knows Best at that third hour. That's exactly. what they should do. I would rather watch Savannah and Chase there, than there. Chase the third hour. <laughs> there we go. Also, let this not be slide by us, Faction Family, that because of this crazy win at Money in the Bank, uh, you can add Rey Mysterio now to the Grand Slam category. He has Ooh. now won all the belts in WWE. Rey Mysterio! So listen, that is the faction for today. James White, thank you for doing the show. How can the people get in touch with you? Don't get in touch with me at all. I don't want to hear from any one of you. <laughs> Josh Bill, he said that was for you. Uh, and so Josh, <laughs> yes, he called you out. Yes, he called you out. He said that was for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, whoever, whoever that Prince guy is. No, none of y'all. None of y'all. Don't nobody come from. This man is calling names. Don't forget, you can catch up with Gerard Bonner at, at Bonner5. You can catch up with uh, Brandon J. Clack at Brandon J. Clack on all social media. You can find me at, at C Major Beard on Instagram, Twitter. Courtney Beard on Facebook. Today has been one for the books. We're counting down the hours to baby Bonner getting here. Brandon yeah. J. Clack is in the Bahamas. James White, the homie, is hanging out with us. John Murray is in the Bahamas. We turn this thing Texas style today.
This is like we need to go to the Bahamas, man. Brother, we need to go because we ain't gonna have a baby. So let's do the opposite <laughs> and go to the Bahamas. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the faction right here on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. <laughs>